Rudy, we're glad you found your taxi. We have uh, in front of you in the uh, pew racks um, some special envelopes for the Lottie Moon offering. And um, uh, any, any money that we find in there will be given directly to the offering. We're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in a few minutes. But if you'd like to give, and we're inviting you to be praying about giving um, and how God would stir your heart in this uh, project. Um, uh, nationally, we're trying to collect $160 million. That's a lot of cheddar. We, uh, as a church, have a goal, a stretch goal of $30,000 to participate in this particular offering, and I know that together uh, we'll be able to reach that as we have so often in the past and even exceed that particular offering. But why, why missions? Why do we go out? Why, why do we engage ourselves in places both right here locally but all the way so far away, sometimes even being led into areas that, that we didn't know before? And God can do some interesting things among a church body because He can take and uh, He can take a place and a people that that have never been in our thinking before, and all of a sudden He can begin to stir us in a particular way, and we begin to have thoughts about those people, and He can be guiding our hearts to connect with those people, and uh, that is one of the great ways that God can move among His people here in churches just like this. Here's what I want you to leave after our little chat this morning. Thinking about, if you don't remember anything else, it's this. Are you ready? We share with other people about what God has done in Jesus because of love. Because we have been loved by God and we've received that love and because we love other people so much that we want them to know about the love of God. It's not always the easiest thing, but here's the deal. It is the most natural thing for you and I to do. Not always the easiest thing for us to do, but it is the most natural thing for you and I to do. When you really like something, do you like showing it to people? Kids, when you get your your most preferred Christmas gift, your favorite thing on Christmas morning, are you going to take it into your bedroom and not say anything about it to anybody? What are you most likely to do? You're going to take and show it. You're going to show it to your brother or sister. Show it to your neighbor. Take it to school. Let them know this is what I got. Because it's amazing and I like it and I know it. When you are in love with someone, what do you like to do? Hey, meet Susan. Isn't she beautiful? She's the love of my life. I want you to know her because I love her and I know that she loves me. It's so natural, isn't it, to talk about... It's not always the easiest thing about God to talk about our relationship with Him, but it is the most natural thing for us to do because we love God. And if we truly love other people the way that God does, then we are compelled by that love to go and share with them the most important message that they could ever hear and the most important message that they actually need. I want to read with you... uh, Perhaps an obscure verse in the Bible. If you would turn with me to John chapter 3, beginning in verse 16. John 3, 16. Okay, maybe it's one of the most familiar verses in the Bible. But I want us to think together about the great love of God. 
And what love compelled God to do? Here it is, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Father, our prayer this morning is that our hearts would be laid bare before you, that we would allow your spirit freedom to work in our minds and our hearts today as you would desire, not just as I want perhaps today, but as we need and as you want. Help us now. Speak to us. Your people are listening. Amen. Amen. Love is active in both sending and in receiving. Love is active in both sending and in receiving. It says that God the Father so loved the world. That means you. Who does God love? Who does God love? Us. Yeah. You got it right. I'm sorry. I want to apologize because I've not said it to you recently. God loves you. You want to hear it again? God loves you. It is so good to hear, isn't it? We may know it, but it's good to be reminded that God loves you. You are loved. You are loved by God. You are loved by God. Jesus has been sent into the world not to close and lock the door to a relationship with God, just the opposite. He has come to open the only doorway that we really have into a real and lasting relationship with God. That is the reason He came, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him and the work that He's done on the cross. And it is because of God's great love that God the Father sends God the Son into the world. And it is because of love that churches like this send missionaries out into the world. We send missionaries into Marin County. That's you. That's you and me. We live and are placed strategically right where we are. Right where you live. How many of you have neighbors in your apartment building or on your street? Go ahead and raise your hand. Do you have neighbors around you somewhere? God has strategically placed you. There are certain relationships, I really believe this, there are certain relationships that God intends for you to develop so that you can share about the love of God that He has demonstrated in Jesus. There are certain neighbors that God has placed you where you live so that through you God can touch them with His love. Your workplace is the same thing. Schools are the same thing. We are called to be with God and active where He is active. 
You may live in Sausalito or San Francisco or Tiburon or Mill Valley, Corte Madera, Larkspur, San Rafael, Lovato, West Marin, Ronert Park, Petaluma. Have I missed any? El Sobrante. I'm trying to remember. I'm picturing the church directory in my mind. <laughs> Wherever you live, it's not really in this big grand accident. For whatever reason you got there, you were there and God wants to do something through your life. Maybe not with everybody, but there are certain people that God would want you to share His love. And it's the most natural thing in the world to do. Not always the easiest, but it's the most natural thing to do because of love. Because you know how to love because God has first loved you. And because God has loved you, and He's given Himself to you, and you love people, it's the most natural thing for you to want to share the good news of Jesus with others. You see, the love of God is about giving. It's also about receiving. The last part of these verses talks about those who... It's a contrast between those who who love and are drawn toward light and those who who love and choose to stay in darkness. In other words, those who who are lovers of darkness, it's describing a a person and a characteristic that that shuns the light. They stand outside of the light for fear of being exposed. For fear of of allowing God to to really plumb the depths of who they are, which is what they most desperately need anyway, but they hide back in fear. It's kind of like, you remember the story all the way back to the first few chapters of the Bible when Adam and Eve were in the garden. You remember how it's described there? They, They did the one thing. God said, this is all for you except for this. There are some boundaries in your life. And if you step over this boundary line, then you will suffer the consequences of sin. And they did that. The very one thing. Everything else was open, but not that. And they did that. And the Bible describes God coming in the cool of the morning, and He walks in the garden. In the past, Adam and Eve would have come out, and it describes them as being naked, because there was no shame. They could could stand before God in this intimacy of relationship. That's how God intended it for all of us. But because of sin now, when God comes walking, instead of you know, jumping out and saying, Hey, where are they? They're behind the bush. And they're cowered down. And they're hiding away. Because they don't want God to see them anymore. And then they cover their nakedness. It's a description that the intimacy with God now has been broken. And so their shame. They look at them and they feel shame. And so they try to cover that because they think that in their shame and their brokenness of sin that God is going to come and squish them. But what they don't realize, what they will soon find out is that God doesn't want to squish us in our shame. He wants to cover our shame. So what does God do to Adam and Eve? He takes and gives them a better covering. And then He gives them a promise. And this promise is what the Bible traces all the way through to the coming of Jesus. When God's promised one in Christ will come, the light has come into the world. Some step into the light because they know that in Christ they are reunited with God and the shame of their life can be dealt with and put away. 
God doesn't want to crush them. He wants to love them and you and me. But there are some who choose to love darkness because they are afraid of being exposed before God. Because they don't understand the love of God and how deep it is and the extent to which it covers a life. When you receive Jesus' love into your life, God takes the shame. We all have shame, don't we? (laughs) That is the one human common factor is that we live in a world filled with shame. That's the effect of sin. But God wants to come and cover your shame so that you can walk and be fully with Him. I've shared the story, but I don't care. I'm going to share it again. Good stories are worth sharing. When I was living overseas, you've heard me talk about a man named Bruno. And Bruno was uh, this guy. He was a ruffian. Uh, His best friend said that he had the head of a killer, just the way he looked. And I believe it was true. Bruno was at one time a top ten heavyweight boxer in France. Bruno served in the French uh, Special uh, Forces. And he he gave me a lock blade. If you ever come to my house, ask me, say, show me Bruno's knife. And I'll show you the knife he gave me. It sits in my bedside drawer. And on the knife, there's uh, wood plates on it. And uh, there are notches there. And I asked him several times, said, Bruno, explain these, these notches. And he never would. One day I'm going to go over and see him again. And I'm going to ask him again. Because I'm, I'm very curious. But he didn't want to talk about it, and that's okay. Bruno was such a guy that he, when uh, in our city, when you were, if you're opening a new nightclub, you know, late night, where a lot of uh, fun things happen late at night. A lot of stuff uh, happens where you need some strong presence. Bruno was the man that you would call if you wanted to have a strong bouncer at the door and to train the other bouncers to do their work, to keep peace and sanity in some of these places. That's what Bruno was like. Well, we, for a couple of years, and some people before I even got there, we we tried to love on Bruno, but more than that, we tried to talk to him about the love of God for his life. And lo and behold, he chose to step into the light of Jesus. And he chose not to cower anymore into the shadows not being afraid of exposure before the Lord, but he embraced his shame. And he stepped in and desired God to cover his shame. When it came one day to our baptism, there were about six people being baptized. Uh, Three or four of them were good friends together. And we went to Bruno, because he was kind of a a man of influence among his peers. And uh, we said, hey Bruno, do you have a preference we're baptizing six people. Do you want to be first or somewhere in the middle or at the end? And, and he knew very clearly when he wanted to be baptized. It was kind of surprising how clear and strong he felt about it. He says, oh no, I want to be last. Oh, last? <laughs> well, why do you feel so strongly about it, Bruno? He says, because when I get up out of those baptismal waters, that water is going to be so dirty with my shame that no one else is going to be able to get down into that water. I mean, he understood what it was to step into the light and the love of Christ Jesus and to have the shame of his life covered and to walk in the newness and in the love of God. And it is so great. I'll tell you that story again probably in about six months because it's worth hearing again. When we love the light, we step in and we allow Christ to cover our shame. But it's not then just for us. 
we then become ambassadors for the Lord wherever you are placed. And sometimes you are called to go and be scattered to the nations so that through you the love of Jesus is seen before other people. They hear the message and they too can come and have their shame covered. Because of love, Jesus was sent into the world. Because of love, you and I are sent. When the Apostle Paul to the Romans was describing reaching out to people who are far from God, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, this is what he says. Speaking to those who haven't yet heard or received the message of Jesus, he says, How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without somebody preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Marin County is where we live, most of us. We're less than, by any measure, less than 5% of residents here. Out of 250,000 people, less than 5% have given a loving acceptance of the love of God through what Christ has done. And I'm increasingly convinced that so many have not really heard the simple message of the gospel. I think they assume they know what church is or they have some equation, but not the gospel message, many of them. The simple message of God's love and the extent to which God has gone to express it. We send people out to the edges of the earth. Would you reach in your bulletin and pull this little guide out that says your gifts at work? And I want you to turn to the very last page. We collect this mission offering every year called the Lottie Moon Offering, and 100%, every penny, finds its way into uh, supporting missionaries. Not a single fraction of a penny is absorbed in administrative costs. We have over or nearly 3,600 missionaries in different places, but I, I want you to see the very last column on the last page. Uh, a year and a half ago, when the last report came in, full report, nearly 2 million people heard the gospel through our brothers and sisters in our convention sharing. Almost 200,000 men and women stepped into the light of Jesus and are now understanding that their shame is covered in Christ and they too, I'm sure, are being trained to go out as missionaries into their world. 15,000 were trained as pastors to help build the church and to teach and to encourage and over 6,000 new churches have been started. So I want you to know that these are some of the things that your missions giving goes to help support. Today, we know that we uh, have this missions conference uh, for about a couple of hours. We're going to have lunch and then about two hours together. We're going to start down in the fellowship hall. And uh, if you've RSVP'd, you have a lunch ordered for you. If you haven't RSVP'd, no R RSVP, no problem. But no lunch. <laughs> Here's what you can do. When we're done today, you can head out. You'll maybe have about 45 minutes. You can come back at about 1 o'clock. That's when uh, all the extra fun gets started. So you can still join us. Not a problem if you have not RSVP'd. Um, but uh, I hope you will. We're going to... Janet Prescott. Hey, Janet. We remember you. 
We're so glad you're back. She has come. She has been thinking and praying for weeks about uh, preparing a, an interactive prayer room. And that's up in the youth space, up in the third floor. So we're going to divide up into three different groups. One group is going to start in the prayer room. And about every 30 minutes, each group is going to rotate to a different group. Rudy's going to be leading a, a conversation via Skype with uh, three different, uh, two conversations live and one video with three different missionary families uh, around the world. And uh, it's really going to be great. And then we're going to have an opportunity to talk a little bit about insanity of obedience. But even more importantly than that, the third group is to allow you an opportunity to let us as a church hear what it is that God is stirring your heart regarding missions. And so we want to collect that. We're going to be looking for patterns, looking for uh, similarities, and to begin to use that as, as some prayer items for us as we together think for a fresh season of our church's life, both right here in Marin and all the way to the edges of the earth, of how God would stir us collectively together. So it's going to be some feedback. Uh, you'll have an opportunity to write on a card. Uh, we've also got a, a survey posted to our website that you have an opportunity to uh, get on there um, and to uh, give us some feedback through that. We go because of love. It compels us. The love of God that so loved the world that He sent the Son into the world. We've been gripped by that love, and so we too go and we are sent into our world to share the love of God. I want to remind you, you are loved by God. Did you hear me, Greg? You're loved by God. Barbara, you're loved by God. You're loved. God, we thank You for Your love. We thank You that You have loved us so much that You wouldn't leave us sitting and wallowing in our shame, but You have come to remove our shame if we would accept the cleaning agent that You give us in the cross. You died there for a reason. It was love that put You there. And now it is love that we pray would motivate and prompt us to be missionaries in our world. God, help us with that. We're just sharing your love. That's all we're doing. Communicating the gospel, which is good news. Help us. Help us. It's not always easy. Boy, we all know that. But it is the most natural thing for us to do. So help us to walk in it. Because we love you. And we can love you because you have first loved us. Thank you, Jesus. Help us now. Amen.